I can, yeah. Okay, so you can see us. So even during the intro, you can see us? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. tonight's show congratulations <laughs> cody welcome to the party it only took about another 18 months than it should have i'm i'm so happy jimmy we were talking before the show started we have a new all elite wrestling tnt <laughs> champion and his name for the third time cody Rhodes. christmas day freaking greenville coliseum i mean <laughs> dude like of course, Cody Rhodes is going to win the main event on Christmas Day in the Coliseum. Like, of course he is. And this is exactly why everybody hates Cody. And that's exactly why he won tonight. The heel turn is complete. Thank you, Cody Rhodes. I'll even take $50 off of your bill. Bravo, Cody. I am pumped and ecstatic for Cody Rhodes. Mr. Rhodes, the American Nightmare, Jago, has won the TNT championship on christmas night of merry course. christmas to in all the of Greensboro us coliseum with in the david Greensboro crockett with in david the main crockett. event I, of course he did of course, of course he did who am i kidding oh who am i kidding cody bravo son bravo the american nightmare is the american champ once again three-time tnt champion three times just incredible it's incredible. almost like he knows the guy with the book chris <laughs> We were talking in the private chat, and you, you were basically yeah. saying, This is everything I hate about AEW in one show. And I was like, Damn, I thought this was a, a pretty good show. And then I was like, Oh, wait, there wasn't a lot of talking on this show. It was just match after match after match. Of course, I like this show. <laughs> it's everything I like about AEW and everything that you didn't like about AEW. Oh, I mean, listen, I like I like in ring work. I'm a, I'm a fan of in ring heavy uh, wrestling. I don't I, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to watch something that was 45 minutes of talking and 15 minutes of wrestling, which is why I can't watch WWE programming. Anymore. I was gonna say, my God, don't watch SmackDown, bro. Oh, I can't Oof. do it. Um, but you know, my issue with this week was not the it. It had nothing to do with the match lengths. It it actually had nothing to do with the in ring matches i mean other than a few little tidbits here and there i i wouldn't really change much about the in-ring work it's the only problem that i have and the quote that i put in the private chat was if you guys heard that all the way in australia and in <laughs> iowa um 
<laughs> wherever that, the hell it is. I mean. Yeah, wherever you are. <laughs> um, one of those flyover states that nobody cares about. Uh, <laughs> I kid, I kid. I oh, no, you're right. You're right. I, I ain't arguing, man. You're right. What I said was, if you heard that all the way there, uh, that was my eyes rolling. Um, <laughs> and it, it wasn't it wasn't about the, the show. I actually thought the show was pretty good. But the yeah, I mean, you're right the Cody heel turn should be complete, but I feel like it's not. And I feel like they're just going to keep pushing him as a face, which at this point I just find to be, I don't know, like, are they trying to fuck things up? Are they, are they not wanting to, to get some popularity? Are they not wanting to grow? Because it seems like all they really want to do is piss off the marks, which is fine. I guess if you can grow from it, but if you're just pissing off all the people who are, hardcore wrestling fans for the sake of doing it good luck i as i was watching this show tonight i really felt like we watched cody say fuck it throughout this match like it it started off cody was kind of like hey wait wait you you, you people like sammy more than you like me like don't you know who i am I'm, i'm i'm the son of dusty roads and this is the the greensboro coliseum and it's christmas night it's you know there's david crockett and, and it's the tnt champions like this was the epitome of what everything hates about cody and then he wins in the end because of course it's cody like i i felt like this was so troll heavy towards <laughs> the aew fans that it was like by giving you the exact opposite of everything that you people have told us over the course of the last three years, we're giving you exactly what you want, which is the Cody heel turn. And by the end of this matchup, I feel like Cody had embraced it. Like I felt like we were even seeing like maniacal laughter Cody at a certain point, you know, like I remember in ring of honor, he'd go into these maniacal fits just randomly with the expressions and whatnot. And Jimmy, I, I very much felt like, that was the Cody that we got tonight. We definitely got the Cody from Ring of Honor when everybody was kissing the ring. Remember mm-hmm. that? That's exactly the Cody we got tonight. Pretentious but I'm Cody. Pretentious Cody. The American Nightmare. I'm telling you, man. I'm so happy for this guy. I'm going to give him another round of applause. Seriously, Cody. The big show is coming up for him. The big show tonight on the Rampage where he won the TNT Championship. Come on, you can give him another round of applause, please. Come on, guys. He deserves it. It's Rampage <laughs> Uncaged here at the Hamid Media Group channel, attitude.com. I, of course, am your host for the day, Dr. Chargo PhD. And I am joined alongside two of the other four pillows of professional podcasting. <laughs> but first, I'm talking about Mr. No BS, Chris Ams. Chris, Merry Christmas. Welcome back to your show. Thanks, Beth. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy Yule. Um, happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever the fuck you're celebrating today. Happy birth of Apollo. Um, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> we, we celebrate Christmas here in Canada, so I guess Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, it's me. It's Chris Ams. That's uh, Christopher uh, Ams, A-M-B-S. No, with uh, like bullshit in the morning or like lambs with Noel. Lambs being one of the, um, you know, symbolisms used for Christ in the birthing story, etc. Um I'm not wearing a tough guy t-shirt. It says you can't scare me. I have daughters. So hey. this is this this is me being a feminist today. You can't <laughs> scare me. 
<laughs> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, he came upon a midnight clear. He is the man from the future. He is the COVID kid. He's my tag team partner. He's the GAG from the PWC. He's my man, Jimmy T, wearing his Giannis <laughs> jersey for the day. Jimmy T, welcome back to your show. It's the alphabet, Jago. It's the alphabet. But thank you. Merry Christmas to both of y'all. And you know what? I am in the future. It's not Christmas here anymore, man. It's Boxing Day. Yes. Happy Boxing Day. I'm pulling for <laughs> Cassius Clay this year. Uh, guys, we, we, we got to talk about AEW Rampage before I go back and fight with my PS5 a little bit more. It has been a day of just trying to install updates and get games to install. And digital only is not the way to go. It's just not. Just give me the goddamn game so I can put it in the freaking thing and just load the son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Even ridiculous. if you get the physical games now, though, you have to download it online anyway. It's yeah. uh, it's dude, absurd. It's, it's a nightmare. It's absolutely, especially when you know you have like God knows how many people throughout the world that are all trying to get onto the PlayStation Network at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and like like it's fun. Like Chris said, it's a nightmare, an American nightmare, Chris. Oh, let's see what you did there. Let's talk about Jungle Boy. <laughs> Jungle Boy took on Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party to uh, start off the show tonight. Um, I kind of forgot Private Party was even still with AEW, and here you know we have them in singles matches. Uh, Still working his heels, which I I think is very peculiar for Private Party when everybody wants to cheer all of their offense. They wrestle like complete baby faces, but they're wearing black now, so they're bad guys. Um, Guys, this I thought was kind of the worst of AEW. And the reason that I say that is if you go back and watch this match, you see why the WWE does not take AEW seriously because even jungle boy, one of the four pillars of AEW, the next generation on the way up has absolutely no idea where the hard cam is. No freaking clue. Jungle boy spent at least half of this match with his back to the hard cam. And it it just seems so pronounced to me as I'm watching Jungle Boy and Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, The athleticism was good. I'm sure for the the audience in attendance, the match was good. Um, But I absolutely hate Isaiah Cassidy being cast as a heel. I hate Private Party being cast as a heel. And Jungle Boy, while he is really good, he's really good. He has a ton of potential I just can't wait for him to start realizing it because at this point he's just fun to watch in the ring. As long as you enjoy looking at his back, Chris, what did you make of our opening contest tonight? Well, I'm going to challenge you on that a little bit. I don't think that jungle boy is very good. Um, I think that he has the potential to become very good. I do think that that's there. He does have incredible athleticism, but um, you know, you said that uh, private party are heels now because they're wearing black. Well, um, you know, apparently the way that you sell in professional wrestling also is to just wear tape around parts of your body. You don't have to actually make it look like those parts of your body are hurt. And you can still do springboard <laughs> arm drags and, uh, you know, 450 splashes off the top rope and, you know, just keep getting up and play to the crowd and don't act like your leg is actually hurt or anything. You just have to wrap your leg. And that's that's how you sell in professional wrestling now. So Great. My, look, if you can't sell, especially if you're trying to portray that you're injured, you're not a great wrestler. You're, you just aren't. 
we're going to have a, another conversation about selling a little bit later in the show. Jimmy T, what did you make of the opening contest tonight? What do you make of Jungle Boy's back and the potential of Isaiah Cassidy? Well, first of all, I want to say screw you, Fight TV, because they stuffed me up big time, man. For whatever reason, it was starting an hour later than when it did start. So I caught the tail end of this match because I was waiting for it to start on Fight TV, right? So I had to watch it by legal means, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, well, nothing worse than having the, the than like actually paying for something and then having to go find a way to bootleg it because right. what you paid for doesn't work. <laughs> that shit fucking... just drives me insane. Talking to you, stardom. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, TSN's no better. Just to put really? that out there. So we're uh, we all have issues with uh, well subscription services not doing what they're supposed to. Well, it was the first time Fight actually have done that before. I don't know why, what the fuck happened there. But back to Jungle Boy and his back to the hard cam. I mean, me and Chris have spoken about this on uh, on the skirmish. In fact, I, I believe we even spoke about it this, this week. past week. Right. Man, there's a lot of wrestlers these oh, days. It's, it's weird, dude, because even us as fans, right, would fucking know not to have our backs to the hard camera, right? We well, would know where to fucking face. I don't get these guys, dude. I understand that inside of a wrestling ring, it's real easy to get turned around. Right. It's real easy to lose your place. And I don't put it all on the wrestlers themselves because part of that is on the freaking director too. Like yeah. you have those roaming cams on the floor, getting those other camera angles, maybe cut to one instead of just sitting on a hard cam with the guys back to me. Right. Jimmy and I talked about the production this week. We talked about how like there were simple mistakes being done in production this week, even on uh, Dynamite uh, this 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 week. There there were simple mistakes being made. For instance, if you watch the end of the show, you saw about forty five seconds of everybody standing around waiting to get their arms raised in one of the in one of the two things that was being shown on television. Don't show me that. Those guys look like they're right. fucking dorks for forty five seconds. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. Completely agreed. Let's talk about Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks had a video package that he had made up about him uh, basically screwing Dante Martin. Um, we're going to get a Ricky Starks versus Dante Martin match here because like when I saw this happen, I just thought this was team Taz is upset with Dante Martin. So they screwed him inside of this matchup. I, I don't want a Dante Martin versus Ricky Starks match. I don't think anybody wants a Dante Martin versus Ricky Starks match. I forget Ricky Starks even has the FTW championship oh, three quarters of the time um, until it comes to Rampage and they cut to the commentary desk and there it sits. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the FTW <laughs> champion. Um, Chris, do you have any desire to see Ricky Starks versus Dante Martin? Uh, no, none whatsoever. Um, you know, I remember, and I, and I remember, I'm not that old, you know, I, I remember, um, you know, not that long ago, there were people comparing Ricky Starks to, to, to having the potential of a, a Rocky Maivia. <laughs> yeah. And um, why? I mean, why do people do that? Like, first of all, don't do that to a young wrestler at all. Even if you think they do have that kind of potential, just shut the fuck up and let them actually get somewhere. Um yep. But I mean, comparing that to, you know, The Rock is like, no, he, he doesn't have it. He didn't, he doesn't have the Rocky Maivia yet. Never mind The Rock. <laughs> um, 
he can talk a little bit. He's got some charisma and personality, but I mean, not like that. And um, in the ring, he's pretty bland. And Dante Martin is, he needs a mask. He needs to, he needs to become the new, um, you know, well, let's just say that there's a Mexican luchador um, that he could potentially pretend to become. He needs a red beard. (laughs) I don't think he can grow a beard. beard. I don't think he's old enough to grow a beard. Um, (laughs) Jimmy, he brings something interesting up because there was all that talk about Ricky Starks when he first came into AEW. And I was a believer in Ricky Starks. When, When I watched the NWA product, there wasn't a whole lot that did much of anything for me, but Ricky Starks was absolutely one of the highlights of that show. He comes into AEW with all the hype in the world. Uh, When you look at the original kind of layout of AEW and the way they were setting this thing up, when you were talking about the four pillars, it seemed as though Ricky Starks would clearly be one of those pillars. And then he screwed up his neck and he has not been the same on the stick. He has not even really been in the ring a whole lot to, to even talk about it seemed like that injury was a huge setback for Ricky Starks. And I don't know if he's ever going to catch up to even where he once was when people were just talking about the potential and the star power of Ricky Starks. He seems like he's even lost like that viewpoint of himself. Yeah. It's like he's lost his confidence in many ways, even on commentating, man, he doesn't really, sometimes he just doesn't say much during, during the show. But I want to say, look, like Chris said, I dare go a little bit of the opposite of what Chris said. I dare say he's the next Rocky Maivia, not the next Rock, right? I'm just saying, right? Two, I don't think it's the fans' fault for hyping him that way. I think it's his fault that he's being hyped that way because let's let's be honest here. He wears those old school Rock loafers, right? He wears like a wannabe Versace shirt. Like I mean, the there's a suit. whole lot worse people to be compared to than than even no, right. Rocky Maivia, you know? No, well, I mean, die, Rocky, die. Remember that? Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're a heel <laughs> like Ricky Starks and you're walking around with a belt that says FTW on it, like you should be kind of <laughs> going for die, Ricky, die. <laughs> right. But see, there's a little problem, though. Yes, he's supposed to be a heel. But then again, he was backing Sammy Guevara over Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That's not a heel thing to do, right? So, I mean, look, man. I, I don't know. I don't you, see... guys, you guys keep talking about how this was a real heel turn, and that's exactly the kind of thing that I'm talking about when I say I don't think this was a real heel turn. You still have the heels trying to go against Cody on commentary. You've still got the the way that they shot this was Cody's the hero at the end. It was, you know, <laughs> here's my family. And it wasn't just here's Brandy, which I maybe I could say, okay, they're really trying to push for a heel turn. If it was just Brandy and him celebrating in the ring, you've got Dustin in there, you've got Crockett in there. I don't and believe it's this was everything that everybody hates right. about Cody. Exactly. It's like, that's why. Like, I'm looking at this thing, Chris, like it's freaking inception. Like there's yeah. a layer within a layer, and then there's another layer, and then there's a layer underneath of that. And underneath of that, we still don't know if the top is still spinning or if it fell over. By the way, it fell over. But I, I mean, we're just like <laughs> it definitely fell over. Like yeah. it's we're so deep into the levels of the Cody verse at this point that even Cody doesn't know what's real or not. Maybe. Well, look, I, I do think, like Jago said, that this is definitely his way of turning heel. He's just being a prick about it, pretty much. I mean, 
him getting cheered and getting like it's like he won a world series for christ's sake right let's be honest right this is the whole point of why he's turning heel why we everyone's going to shit on him because he's just laughing in all our faces while going yeah adrian i did it that's yep. pretty much what it comes across as man so i think he's just being a prick and he's just being a real narcissistic one in fact let's talk about another guy who's supposed to be a heel who is not at the end of this Ricky Starks versus Dante Martin package that nobody cared about, they show a graphic inside of the arena and the place explodes and we want hook chance. Um, hook versus a bear is advertised <laughs> as the next match and the place goes nuts. And Ricky Starks died a little bit on the inside. So we go, <laughs> we, we go to break, we come back and we still don't get hook. Instead we get Miro, we get the redeemer and Miro spews a whole bunch of bullshit. And I, I just, I don't care. I'm ready for Miro to get back in the ring. Like these, this, this latest set of vignettes with Miro being in like the negative space. And I, I don't care. I'm ready for Miro to just get back in the ring and start Rusev crushing at people again. <laughs> I agree. 100% man. It's like, I wasn't even paying attention to what he was saying. I'll be honest. Right? Well, I, just... I was trying to pay attention to what he was saying, but my dog was going absolutely insane. <laughs> and yeah, I just, and then it, it, like I finally got her to calm down. And then I heard, and these are the words of the Redeemer. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess I lost that. Chris, what the hell did Miro have to say tonight? Um, basically, it was, you know, God, uh, he, he doesn't like me because he, he turned his back on me. But now he's scared of me because I'm scary. But he's not scared of me because he's God. But he is scared of me. And he needs to let me win. Otherwise, my wife won't fuck me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> These are the words of the Redeemer. So the That's... same promo we've been hearing for <laughs> yep. months, weeks, yeah. whatever it's been. Too long. Then we finally get Hook. Hook versus Bear Bronson. It, guys, I'm I'm sticking. I'm still not a hooker. I'm really not a hooker. I like. I thought the first match was more impressive than the second match. Oh, um, I, I think don't know. Hook can't sell for shit. So Dude. much so that he takes a freaking pile driver and pops up like he's the goddamn Undertaker because Hook can't sell for shit. So instead, we're gonna script Hook to no sell everything. You're wrong, Jago. I did not like this match. Wrong. You know what? He does sell because he's the number one seller. He's not. He's shirt. He's number one on the AEW freaking shirts. So I, he does sell, Jago. I think I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I did not think this was a good showing for Hook. I thought Hook was exposed in this matchup. Oh. I didn't think there was anyway like look at these two freaking guys jimmy look at bear bronson and look at hook dude and you mean to tell me hook just goes in there and fucks this dude up takes everything that bear bronson has to throw at him <laughs> plus another 200 pounds and hook just pops right up like he's the dude, fucking undertaker the I, crowd was going wild i did not wild. think this was good Come I did on, not man. think this was good. I do, crowds go wild for stupid shit all the time, i.e. Enzo Amore. And oh. this hook thing? Oh, no. How you doing? <laughs> Just saying. Oh, no. How you doing? Oh, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. We got a couple of haters. <laughs> a couple of haters. Look, 
All I want to say about Hook, he did impress me, and I'll tell you why. Yeah, sure, he can't sell for shit. But this kid was suplex hitting this big motherfucker all over the ring, man. And he looked impressive doing it. You got to give him credit, Jago. Not only that, he's over. Believe it or not, he really is, right? And it was kind of exciting to see him just do this shit. I think the kid is great. But like I said, he's got a long way to go, no doubt about it. But can I dare say, is he a future star of this company? I I don't see it, at least at this point. Chris, where are you? Are you on Hook Kane? Or are <laughs> are, are, are you a full-on hooker? Or are you one of the haters? Are you one of the haters? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like somewhere in the middle here, and I know that that sounds hilarious coming from the Canadian on the broadcast here. Like a pair here. of Chinese finger cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, listen, I, I think that Hook has shown quite a bit of potential. I mean, considering that he's so green, um, I I didn't like this match as much as I liked uh, last week's either. I thought that it was booked incorrectly. I think that if you want to come off as he's super strong and he can take people who are bigger than him, there's ways to do that. Um, for instance, uh, Bear goes to put him in, a, in the pile driver. He gives him a back body drop and gets out of it. Don't take the move and then stand up as if you're the undertaker. I hate that. <laughs> I will always dislike that. I, I hated that when they were doing it with Goldberg and WCW. Um, but what I will say is Goldberg made a shit ton of money for WCW. Um, Goldberg was also like 6'4", 280. Which was exactly the point I was going to make. I don't don't think that Hook has the size to be able to do that for AEW, but it all depends on the way you book a guy. I mean, Warrior wasn't as big as Hogan either, but they booked him properly and, you know. I know, but he's, he's the size of Taz and the weight of Marco Stunt. He, well, come on. Come come on, on, Jagger. He's 160 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, but everybody in this company is 170 pounds soaking wet. So. <laughs> guess, he's right. Man. He's right. He was I in guess. there against one of the biggest guys on the fucking roster tonight. And now right. he's going to be in there with Tony Nese. Tony Nese, the superior yeah. athlete who can't win a match on AEW Dark, is going to be taking on Hook. He was there scouting Hook tonight. Boy, should Hook be scared of Tony Nese. <laughs> said nobody <laughs> nobody jimmy t are you excited for aew rampage on an off week in january and we get hook versus tony niece creator wrestler number four <laughs> i don't even know why this shit is even going to happen but you know what i know what will happen though jago Hook's and that is hook out Tony <laughs> Exactly. That's what's going to happen. He's going to lock into Taz mission and it's all good night Irene. So Tony Nese can kiss his career goodbye. This bear fella can definitely kiss his career goodbye because after tonight's showing, he's done. Like see you later, sayonara, goodbye. So but Hook he man, been I'm done hooked. before tonight and I would have been okay with that. Like bear <laughs> country <too>. does nothing <laughs> for me. All the bear back country Jago. I mean, all right. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Let me just say, even the Polish army isn't afraid of Tony Nice. Right. Not even Polish power. Remember that? That's a little <laughs> German joke, but I'll, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> well, let's let's get the, oh, the no. let's get the Russians involved. Uh, let's talk about another match that I absolutely <laughs> hated tonight. Good segue. Uh, Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch. Um, 
So I guess the positive of this is at the end of this match, after Layla Hirsch has hit Chris Statlander with everything that she has and Statlander still kicks out, um, Layla Hirsch frustrated does not shake hands with Chris Statlander and kind of storms off. Okay. I'm I'm totally down for that. Uh, Could have done without the 10 minutes or whatever it was between Chris Statlander and Layla Hirsch. Um, I think they have this, all wrong i think there is really good money in layla hirsch i think she's really freaking good and the company is going with chris statlander instead and i think that is a terrible mistake jimmy t where are you at with these two talents inside of this women's division right now because i mean i feel like if you end up with a baby face Ruby Soho winning the TNT championship, I could see a heel Layla Hirsch being the first contender. If you end up with a, a heel Jade Cargill, I could see a baby face Chris Statlander being the first contender. Like these women are inside of that championship mix now that we have a secondary women's title. Oh, I agree 100%. But the thing is about this match, it wasn't a bad match. Don't get me wrong, but Layla Hirsch so like dominated this match really let's be honest yeah and her she made... offense is so believable and right. nobody sells it that's the thing right. that drives me insane and i think she was kind of shooting on statlander here and there too if you know what i'm saying like just a little bit you know i think she's just that good i like the kurt angle thing where it, like yeah. you know is it a shoot yeah but is it safe completely oh absolutely absolutely and you know what it exposes statlander because how long has she been in the business for? I think like three, four years, if that. Well, I mean, she's been with AEW for three years at this point. Wasn't right. she like one of the originals that uh, they brought in? Like pretty possibly. early on. Possibly. But uh, I mean. She, she was injured for almost a whole year. Oh, that's, that's true, true too. That's true. Right? Absolutely. But really, Layla Hirsch is on a different level to, to what's her name? The alien herself, Statlander. And, uh, you know, it just, she looks bad. I just feel that she should have. <laughs> Not even the French army is scared of Tony Nice. I mean, the French geez. run from everybody. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's point. Whoever the Facebook user was, I like it. Yeah, I'm not but sure. I mean, they did set up the Maginot line, which was just brilliant. I mean, let's put all of our military <laughs> in one spot. And then the Germans were like, we'll just go around this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I was saying, man, it was a decent match. But Layla Hurst needs to get pushed a little a little more man and we got to see more of her the thing is her height really lets her down there jago see i don't feel that way because i i, I feel like she has a bit of that zach saber jr thing where yeah. her offense is so believable and it's so leverage based that regardless of the size of the opponent I can buy into it because I know her background. I know her Olympic style right, and I right. trust in her technique that even if she's in there with somebody like a Nyla Rose, it, I find it believable that she could take her down because she's the better wrestler. She's just giving up size and power inside of the equation. Like it all makes logical sense to me. It does. But the, would AEW book her that way though? That's the thing though, Jago. Well, yeah. And clearly not. And that's my yeah. issue. Chris, where are you at with Layla Hirsch? Uh, so well, I mean, we're 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 agreeing quite a bit this week, uh, Jargo. Um, the only good match that Jade Cargill has ever had um, yep. was about a year ago, and was against Layla Hirsch. And I remember um, when she first came in, and I remember talking to Jimmy about that match and saying, like, if they want to push her, they've got something with this girl. 
She yep. she's very talented in the ring, and I remember comparing her to uh, Dean Malenko or uh, you know those kinds of in ring talents. I don't know if she can talk at all, but I do know that if you're an undersized babyface who can clearly technically wrestle, you're going to get some serious love from the AEW crowd, who would probably have pushed Dean Malenko to being almost a main event talent if uh-huh. he was around today. Because that's the people who are watching AEW. They care if you can wrestle. Agreed. So are, are, are we in support of a Layla Hirsch heel turn? Is this a heel turn or is this just she's frustrated? Because like even tonight, she hit Chris Statlander with everything she had. And it just wasn't enough. Yeah, no, 100% from arm bars to, to suplexes. She did it all, man. And uh and that that's one of those things too. And that's a spot I'm so freaking tired of. If you get somebody in an arm bar as deep as Layla Hirsch seemingly had that arm bar on Chris Statlander, she's done. Like she's yeah. tapping. There is no physical freaking way she's and getting was, out of that. Absolutely. And it was in the center of the ring yeah. where she applied it, which should have been over. And I thought it was going to be over right then and there. But it's AEW. It's never over. No, instead, you know, it's that stupid spot that I freaking hate where it gets it gets rolled into a triangle and mm-hmm. then the larger person picks the person up while they're in a triangle for a freaking power bomb and it drives me insane. I've been complaining about that spot it feels like for the last 5 freaking years. Yeah, it's well, a, she... it was a great moment in Pride history. It really was. I mean, when Rampage Jackson did that to Ricardo Arona um, at Pride FC, that was incredible. And everyone yep. who's ever watched that, their mind was blown by that stuff. Um, but you overdo it to the point where you know what's coming. You know that's the spot. As soon it's as become somebody... a super kick at this point. Like, I see it, like, multiple times every week. It really has. And, you know, you and I and Jimmy, like people who know a little bit, even a little bit about mixed martial arts, know how serious an armbar is. If you lock in an armbar in the middle of the ring, you're, you're either going to break the person's arm or they're going to tap. There's no, there's no way that ma- that match isn't pretty much done as soon as that move is locked in. And there's a, there's a problem that we had talked about this week where people don't save anything anymore. I mean, you know, this past week, somebody, you know, like uh, MJF hit Sting with a DDT and he just popped right back up. It's like, can we just sell things a little bit? Okay, but if anybody's going to pull the Undertaker thing, it's Sting. And Sting can get away with it because he's Sting. I guess. I mean, Sting's been doing that shit for 20 years. I guess, but there's, but what I mean is like, there are certain things that should be at least held up as something, right? I mean, you know, Canadian destroyer through a table guy pops back up two seconds later, (laughs) Uh, pile driver on, on the exposed concrete, which used to put a guy out for six months. That used to be an angle, right? Now it's not even a 10 count. I feel like the, the way that things set up this week on dynamite, and this sounds insane, but I'm waiting until revolution now for the MJF versus punk match because there's no way MJF's going to be cleared. MJF should be coming out in a neck brace and cutting 10 minute promos about how sting tried to murder him this past week on dynamite. And I'm not cleared to wrestle and CM punk. You can't touch me because if you touch me and like, then you can get into that whole like Bobby Heenan kind of thing. I mean, because that was a scary freaking bump, man. 
I mean, Absolutely. even immediately, you've got both guys from FTR going over there. The referees jumping out of the ring, and you know, everybody's like, "Are you okay? Are you <laughs> see, sure you're okay? Because you just landed on your head on the concrete." Like see, Sting, the- Sting, damn near threw you into the second row. Well, that's the problem, Jago. Are, are they going to sell that that injury? Say, like, are they if, even going to go that way? I, if I, no, anybody have to blow no. off match in two weeks on Dynamite <laughs> yeah. for free. That because the AEW, this is what I come to expect. Oh, I would, I would, I would just drive CM Punk insane over the course of the next month with MJF. You can't touch me. That's the you, right booking. Yep, just drive him absolutely freaking insane until you find out the whole time that MJF was fine and it was all a word. <laughs> You know, Absolutely. like that's that's the right booking here. So we talked about the 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 new face of TNT, the American <laughs> nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Well, what about Sammy Guevara? We didn't talk about Sammy Guevara off the top of the show. Sammy Guevara devastated by this loss as they're going off the air tonight on TNT. Where does Sammy Guevara go from here, Chris? What 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 do you do with Sammy at this point? I mean, it depends on exactly why this booking decision was made because I've read some stuff online today specifically that uh, I guess Sammy's been, uh, you know, playing hide the sausage or hide the chorizo <laughs> since, since he's a Spanish guy. <laughs> hide the chorizo, the chorizo with uh, Ty Conti um, and oh, didn't no. tell his girlfriend about it. So uh, apparently no, no. there's... In full really disclosure, <laughs> in full disclosure, oh man, Tynera Conti's management issued a statement about this and called it all bullshit. Sammy Guevara uh-huh. has issued a statement, called it all bullshit. That means they'll probably be married in about a week and a half. <laughs> yeah, because I call bullshit on those statements, Jago and Chris. Yeah, I mean, come no, on, I mean, it's nonsense. The thing is, is because he happens to be sleeping with someone, you know, he's, he's a very young, very attractive man on television <laughs> who is apparently sleeping with a very young, very attractive woman from the same television show that he's on. And everyone wants to act as if this is some big, awful thing that he needs to go away from television for. Can you guys get fucked already? Yeah. Listen, I like, I grew up as a Mormon, right? So, I mean, I understand the whole, like, wanting people, you know, to, to be on a, a certain level morally. But if you can't get it around your fucking head that famous, you know, people are going to sometimes do this, grow up. I have nothing else to say about that. So, to me, it depends on why this booking decision was made. If that's the reason, then... I don't know. Just let him go. Let him go somewhere where he can act like a star and be treated like a star and just be left alone to do what he wants to do. Right. If, but if they really think that they can do something interesting with him off of this, then I'm okay with that too. I just, I don't know where he goes from here. I think this was much more about the Cody heel turn and Sammy just happened to be the person that was on the other side of the ring. Um, Jimmy T, I, we, we can talk about Sammy. We can talk some more about Cody. We can talk about who's sleeping with who. But what I really want to know is what is your favorite part of the Book of Mormon? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not Mormon. But the, my favorite part of, of being a Mormon, though, is the fact you can have multiple wives. Right, Chris? Not for the last 150 years, Jimmy. But, you know. <laughs> well, apparently, um, that's I, what I get told. Personally, I go with Asadiga Igaway. Yes. <laughs> whatever that is that's that's my favorite part of the book of Mormon. just like to throw that 
You know what I loved about that? You know, honestly, I, 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 I honestly, even though I'm not, a, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, a member anymore. Um, I, I did love that the church actually took out a full page ad in the program of the Book of Mormon on Broadway no. that that what? said, no, that literally said, "You've seen the play, now read the book." And it was a, it was a link <laughs> oh for the, God. like, and there was a, a wow. number that you could call wow. to get a free Book of Mormon. I thought that was hilarious. I, you know. Even well, not I, being, you know, a I wonder if they did that at showings of Orgasmo, Orgasmo too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great movie, honestly. Fantastic. Anybody listening right now, if you haven't seen Orgasmo, go watch Top it. Top notch, hilarious, great stuff. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've ever seen that movie or heard of it. What the fuck is Orgasmo? Orgasmo is a movie made by the same people who made South Park as well as oh. the Book of Mormon, and it is oh, about cool. a Mormon who goes to Los Angeles <laughs> and finds himself as a porn star named <laughs> Orgasmo. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And he's he's a a porn star oh. superhero with a dildo on his head <laughs> and uh his his nemesis or his 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 the 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 robin to his batman is choda boy it's it just absolutely fantastic it's great well these D- nodding your head in the background they're saying you're right you're spot on apparently she knows about it and i don't but i just want to touch on back on sammy guevara for a minute i've got a bad feeling that this booking decision was was done for his bullshit. I know it's probably also Do done because of really? Cody. I'll tell you why. How long was his run for, dude? Well, he had five. This was his fifth title defense. Was it? Fifth? Yeah. They showed it the graphic and like said it. it was his fifth title that's, defense. That's bullshit. It felt like he was second or third, if that. Well, I when you're working every week, you know. Right. It, it goes by pretty freaking quick. I, I really feel like this was much more about Cody and Sammy just happened to be the person on the other side of the ring. I hope you're right, but time will tell. We'll see what happens next week on Dynamite and Rampage. But man, if he is getting punished for this shit, like Chris said, grow the fuck up. Seriously. Like these childish shit, man. Everybody needs to grow the fuck up except for Cody. Uh, That's it. Cody's the, our boy, dude. Come any, on. Anybody notice that uh, Cody looked like, uh, you know, maybe he's um, put on about 10, 15 pounds? Anybody? Yeah, yeah really? actually. Yeah. Any, any, anybody notice Cody looking a little pudgy? Maybe just, well, just well, in a, a bad pudgy. way or a good way, you think, Joe? In a bad way. You reckon? Yeah. I think he's hmm. I think he's eating the chocolate chip cookies with brandy. <laughs> That's what I think is going on. <laughs> The chocolate well, chip macadamia nut cookies. Come on now, they're it's a mixed race thing. Let's let's give them the credit. Yeah, exactly. He's half brown, Jago. Remember, that's why he can say and do whatever he does. All right, he's half Latino, dude. He's he's uh, all about equality. Well, see now, now here it is. Cody Rhodes equals John Cena two point Isn't that the point? Isn't that right. what he's going for? He is literally, he is playing the John Cena character. I can't turn heel because of my charity work. Yeah. And all and, right. and every pro wrestling fan on the face of the planet says, well, fuck you, Cody. Like, that's a heel thing to say in 2021. Like, he is the, the, the overindulgent, just absolute. Condescending. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. He's just. He's just... Cody's unbelievable, man. But and but I dare say, I don't think he intended like all this shit that started with Cody, and we called this shit for months ago. We're saying years. if he doesn't watch out, you and I right, have been saying for years. Right. This yeah, literally years at this garbage. point. We have, we really have. And the thing is, man, 
We even warned him, if Cody continued down that path, the fans will turn, and they did. And tonight, they shat on him like no other, man. I feel so like Cody it was, sucks, Chance. I feel like it was the gender reveal. I, like, I feel like that was the moment when everybody was like, it's too much, Cody. It's yep. too much. Like, I, like, people were with him until that, and then they just turned. They yep. just turned on him. And it's not just that. It's also him talking about being half brown, if you remember, being half Cuban and talking about race and how he's with a black you know, woman and, and all that crap. I think that also got the crowd to like start to turn. But, man, you know what? Whatever. Like, let's embrace it. He's our TNT champion. He's Mr. TNT. He's Mr. AEW. He's the American Nightmare. Fuck it. I'm on board now. If you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> Fuck I think it. there was I'm a clear-cut way to have finished that match if they really wanted to turn him heel and wanted to make it more obvious. Instead the of pedigree. the pedigree. Uh, yeah, instead oh, of the driver oh, at the end, finish with the pedigree. Yep. I think he was trying for a pedigree, and he just fucked it up. That's what I think. That's what I think. He was well, trying for a pedigree, and he fucked it up. The crossroads at the end, the, the final one, was pretty looked pretty bad, dude. Somebody says in the chat here, you're still showing up as Facebook user person in the chat. The iron yeah. of the, the irony of it is, I think he's actually a better heel than a face. Yes. Way better. Absolutely. He has a very punchable face. <laughs> Especially that tattoo. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what else we have? We also have punchable faces. Every one of us. God bless us, everyone, and our punchable faces. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, from all of us here at Rampage Uncaged, the Hami Media Group at channelattitude.com. I am your host, Dr. Michael Jargo, P-H-D. And that's my man, Chris Ams. Chris Ams, tell people how to keep up with you across social media platforms, what's going on over at the PWC, and how to keep up with you without the BS. <laughs> All right. Well, um, right now, um, I'm still in the midst of serving a, a Facebook ban, but you can find me over there. Still? Um, yeah. 30 days, man. 30 days. Shit. I show the picture of my girls playing on the beach. <laughs> God. That's anyway, crazy, man. Um, I am over monster. on Twitter, though, currently, at ChrisAms1, the number one. Um, and also... Ichiban! Um, also, Ichiban, just, that's right. Just to finish up here, my own little Christmas thing. Um, just remember, everyone, especially you, Jargo, Jesus and I love you. <laughs> well, you know, Chris, I hate to break this to you, but oh man, I believe in you more than I believe in Jesus. Jimmy T! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. How do the peeps, the freaks, and the Greeks, who also do not believe in Jesus, keep up with you? <laughs> Well, you can keep up with me on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. But more importantly, please like and subscribe at the PWCnetwork.podbean.com. Also, right here at channelattitude.com and Hamin Media Group. But look out for the, the Friday Night Smack Talk, which me and Jeff recorded today, and also the PWC Extra. And me and Chris will be hosting a and an end of year awards show where we will pick our wrestler of the year and and tag team of the year, promotion of the year, and whatnot. So yeah, look out for that. Um, all of my awards for this year go to Stardom. 
uh, because they were the only company that was actually <laughs> worth watching. Um, and, and Chris, I, I, I will clarify. I will clarify. I do believe in Jesus Christ. I do <laughs> believe that he walked this earth. I do believe that he probably even had a bunch of people follow him around through the desert. <laughs> the whole son of God thing, though, got some issues with that. All right. I, yeah. The whole I rising mean, from the dead on the third day, got some issues with that. Lots of plot I mean, holes inside of this whole, story. The whole being the son of God thing is kind of a hilarious trope throughout the history of cultures anyway, right? I mean, you know, the son of the son of the king of the gods thing being the savior of the world. I mean, Hercules and Thor and Jesus, they're all the same characters. And you know what really pisses me off about the whole Jesus thing? You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, Paul, and John. Right? <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, Paul, and John, they're all following Jesus around the fucking desert, taking notes, writing down all this shit. You mean to tell me the son of God, the man who's leading this misfit of freaking toys through the goddamn <laughs> desert he couldn't write his own goddamn book he couldn't write his matthew mark luke john paul they, they, they're all writing around writing letters to the church in corinth and like we're, we're writing letters to like, you mean to tell me jesus christ couldn't fucking write he can turn only two into wine. actually technically only two of those people though were actually followers of jesus christ and two and two of the other ones who wrote the you know, the Gospels of Jesus um, were actually later accounts from people who knew someone who knew someone who was there with Jesus. So, Paul's really the star of the book. If you, really uh, you know what? Him. I dare say Enoch. Paul's Look out for the book of Enoch. Hey. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. We'll be back on Friday night for an all new edition of Rampage Uncaged. It'll be the New Year's Eve edition. You know what that no. means? You know what that means? whiskey jargo oh hey, yeah he's coming back he'll go. be here there next we week for an all new edition of rampage on cage we'll talk to you then <laughs> on mean media group channel attitude.com for now we're off like a prom dress see ya merry christmas Happy <laughs>